Discover the tips and strategies that will help you achieve your retirement goals. I'm your host, James Canole, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you retire well. It all starts right here on Ready for Retirement. Welcome back to another episode of Ready for Retirement. I'm your host, James Canole. Today's topic is going to be about the what's commonly listed as the top retirement concern for most Americans, and that is medical expenses. So according to many different surveys, regardless of which one you look at, consistently, the cost of paying for medical expenses is going to be listed as many people's top concern going into retirement. This is why many people delay retirement until 65, even if they could, in many cases, afford retiring earlier. That's when Medicare kicks in. And it's something that people are concerned about, not just the cost of Medicare or medical expenses, but really the increasing cost of it and how they can afford that over potentially a two to three decade long retirement. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about a very simple tool that you can use, especially if a few years before retirement, to begin planning for that so that you can ease some of your concerns going into retirement. And that tool is called a health savings account. You might hear it referred to as an HSA, so a health savings account. And we're gonna start by just talking about what is a health savings account, how does it work, what are some of the benefits, and then let's talk about how that applies to retirement and your retirement strategy. And one thing that I think you should do that most people don't do when it comes to their HSAs and how they use them. So let's get started. A health savings account is really just a tax advantaged way to pay for medical expenses or to save for medical expenses. The way it works is you have to have a high deductible health plan. So if you don't have a high deductible health plan through your insurance coverage, you don't qualify to use an HSA. And really a high deductible health plan, the the minimum deductible requirement for that is a $1,400 deductible as an individual or $2,800 deductible as a family. So if you're looking at your health insurance coverage or if you're trying to think of what health insurance coverage works best for you, if your deductible is lower than those amounts, you don't qualify for a health savings account because you don't have a high deductible health plan. Now, typically high deductible health plans, the out-of-pocket expenses, so the deductible is is usually much higher. It can be as high as $6,900 per year for an individual or $13,800 per year for a family. So to use a health savings account, you need to make sure that you have a high deductible health plan. And whether you should do that or not, that's that's a totally different conversation. So depending on your medical needs and what's covered through your employer and the different options you have, it may or may not make sense for you to have a high deductible health plan. But if you do, then at that point, you can begin to use a health savings account. So with a health savings account, here's how it works. You are allowed to contribute up to $3,550 to an HSA if you're an individual or up to $7,100 to an HSA if you are a family or if you have a family plan. The nice thing about this is those contributions, they go in tax-free. And so any money that you contribute to your HSA, that's a deduction on your tax bill. Now, the way those funds are intended to be used is you can use those funds to pay for qualified medical expenses. So doctor's visits, co-pays, surgeries, anything that you have that's a qualified medical expense, you can then pull that money out of an HSA and it's not taxable at that point either. Now, some people have heard of something where they say, isn't that the use it or lose it type of a plan? And no, that's something totally different. That's a FSA, a flexible spending account. If you use an FSA, then any money you contribute to it, or or at least most of the money you contribute to it, you have to use that money by the end of the year. And if you don't, you lose it. With a health savings account or an HSA, the nice thing is those funds roll over year to year. And and that's really important because when the planning strategies we're going to talk about incorporates that detail of this. So The way it works is anything that you contribute to an HSA, it's a tax deduction today. 
but that's not where the benefit ends. The tax benefits, there's really a triple tax advantage to using a health savings account. You get tax deduction on any money that you put in. You get tax-free growth on that money because what we're going to talk about in a second is you can actually invest those funds. And so as those funds grow, that's completely tax-free. And then any money you pull out of an HSA is also tax-free if you're using it to pay for qualified medical expenses. So here's the beauty in that is you can tick, you, you can really put money in tax-free, it grows tax-free, and you pull it out tax-free if you're using it for the right things. You're going to be hard-pressed. There's really nothing else that does that that offers this type of a, a an easy access option to people where money goes in tax-free, grows tax-free, and comes out tax-free. A quick side note on that, there are two states that don't recognize health savings accounts. And unfortunately, one of those states is the state that, that I live in, that a lot of my clients live in, and that's California. So on the federal level, you get a tax deduction for putting money in an HSA. You don't pay any taxes as that money grows. But at the state level, you don't get that same tax deduction for putting money in, nor do you get a tax deferral or tax-free growth on those investments. Essentially, California and the other state, by the way, is New Jersey. Those are the two states that don't recognize HSAs. As that money grows, if there's interest or dividends or growth, California is going to tax that just like they would if it was a regular brokerage account or individual account. But in general, other than that, there's a triple tax advantage on the way in as it grows and on the way out. And if you're contributing to this through payroll, that money is not subject to payroll taxes either. So tons of tax savings that can be had with an HSA. Now, here's one of the extra benefits I just talked about a little bit ago is that money grows tax-free. So with an HSA, as you're putting money in, the way most HSA plans work is is you're going to be required to keep a certain portion of that balance in cash. The rest, though, any amount above a certain threshold. And so say, for example, you have an HSA provider and they require you to keep $1,000 at all times in cash. Well, if you contribute $3,000 over the course of the year, you got to keep that $1,000 in cash, but the other $2,000, if you don't think that you're going to use it, you can actually invest that. You can invest it in mutual funds or, or ETFs or anything that your plan allows for, which means that that money can then begin growing for you so you have more tax-free income in the future. Now, here's another really nice feature about HSA plans is let's assume that you're contributing to your HSA and you're not needing those funds. They continue to grow for you and you retire. Well, those funds just in retirement, just as they could any other time, you could pull funds out of there tax free if you wanted to. Now, let's assume that you don't have a need for all those funds. Let's assume that you have insurance coverage because of some plan through work or you have a just very low cost and you have more than enough in your HSA plan to cover them. Well, you can still pull money out of an HSA in retirement, and if it's not used for medical expenses, there's no penalty or anything, you just pay taxes on that. So it's almost like you you would treat an IRA or a 401k. You get tax deduction, that money goes in, it's tax-deferred growth, and then you just pay taxes on the backside when you pull it out in retirement. So that's a beautiful thing about these HSA plans, is you could potentially use them totally tax-free if you're using it for medical expenses. But if you say invest really well or your HSA does really well and you don't need all the funds in retirement, great. Use it for other expenses. Take a trip. Pay for anything else. And you're not penalized for that. You just pay taxes like you would have if you had saved to a 401k or an IRA instead. So that that's one of the reasons I really like HSAs is there, there's so much flexibility with it. You get a great benefit if it's for medical expenses and you still get a really good benefit if not. One thing to note on the contributions to HSAs, I mentioned the max contribution for an individual is $3,550 and for a family it's $7,100. A lot of employers will have HSA plans that they actually contribute to on your behalf. 
So when they give you the options to elect for health insurance coverage, if you choose the high deductible health plan, many times it's cheaper for the employer. So they'll actually help you by making some contributions to your HSA. If that's the case, employer contributions actually count against your contribution limit. So if I'm married and I have a family plan and I'm putting, I can put up to $7,100 into my HSA for my family. Well, if my employer is putting $100 per month in, that's $1,200 per year. What that means for me is the most I can put into my HSA is $5,900 because my $5,900 plus the $1,200 from my employer, that hits the max of $7,100 total. Another thing to mention with that is if you're old, if you're 55 or older, there's a catch-up contribution. So you can put up to another $1,000 per year into your HSA if you're above the age of 55. All right, so those are the details of the HSA. I'd start by just giving an overview of what it is, how it works, and the tax benefits. So hopefully that's clear by now. What I want to talk about now is, is how do you use this? What strategies exist that, I, that most people don't take? And here, here's a simple thing that you can do with an HSA to eliminate some of your concern about healthcare costs or medical costs in retirement. Let's assume that you're 50 years old, for example. And let's say that age, from age 50 to 65, you fund your health savings account, assuming you have a high deductible health plan and it's a family plan. You fund it with $5,000 per year. Let's also assume that you use $5,000 per year from your plan for medical bills. So doctor visits, medical bills, other types of insurance coverage, whatever it is, you put money in and then you take it right back out and use it for medical expenses. Well, that's good. That, that $5,000 was essentially done pre-tax, whereas if you hadn't used the HSA and paid for those medical expenses, you would not have gotten a tax deduction for doing so. In this case, you're saving $5,000 from your taxable income each year. So, so that's good. Over the course of, say, 15 years, let's say you work from 50 to 65, you, that's $75,000 total dollars that you got to spend tax-free on medical expenses. So not bad. That, that, that certainly is better than the alternative of not using your HSA and just funding those HSA contributions out of pocket. Now, let's look at what you could have done instead to save even more money on taxes. If instead of funding the HSA at $5,000 and then pulling that $5,000 out for medical expenses, what if you funded it at $5,000, but then instead of using that money for medical expenses, you used outside funds to do it? So you relied on other cash flow, other savings to pay for your medical expenses. Well, if that's the case, we already talked about one of the benefits of an HSA is you can actually invest some of the balance that you have there. So you'll keep a small amount in cash, but what if you invest the rest? Well, if you invest the rest, and just for example's sake, let's say it grows at 8% per year, then over the course of those 15 years from age 50 to 65, that 75,000 total that you put in, it would have actually grown to about $135,000. So what that means is $75,000 of your own investment is in your HSA, which you can spend tax-free, plus you have another $60,000 that's grown tax-free that you could then use on medical expenses. So that's one of the major benefits that you can use because as you're preparing for retirement, if your concern is medical costs and medical expenses as it is for most people, this is a great way to begin preparing for that. So yes, you'll have Medicare. Yes, you'll have maybe some other coverage that, that helps to lessen the impact of medical costs in retirement but it's nice to have an account that you know you can tap into tax-free to supplement some of those costs or to pay some of the premiums that you're going to need to pay. So in this example, just look at some of the things that you could potentially use your HSA for in retirement. 
It could be things like office visits or co-payments. It could be health insurance deductibles, Medicare deductibles, dental expenses, vision care, prescription drugs, Medicare premiums, like I just mentioned. A portion of the premiums can be used for long-term care insurance policies. There are some details around that, but just know that it can help to pay for some of your long-term care insurance. Hearing aids, hospital visits, physical therapy bills, wheelchairs, walkers, x-rays. There's a huge list of expenses that this can cover. And, and, and it's not going to be the same for everyone, but in many cases, I would say on average, there's going to be a lot more of those expenses in retirement than there are going to be today. So yes, HSAs can provide an immediate tax benefit if you put money in and pull it out while you're still working to cover your medical expenses. But if at all possible, those benefits can be magnified if you let that money stay in your HSA. And if you let that money grow in your HSA, because oftentimes you're going to have even more expenses in retirement than you have today. And if you can take advantage of that tax-free growth within the HSA, well, that's just setting yourself up for a very, very nice retirement where you know that you have your HSA or your medical expenses covered by your HSA, which then frees you up to focus on the fun parts of making sure that you're doing the things you want to enjoy doing with your retirement funds or your other savings or social security because you know you've got a good portion or even potentially all of your medical expenses covered by what you've done with your HSA. Now, I know in many cases, it's not practical to think that you can contribute to an HSA and pay medical costs out of pocket, especially if those medical expenses are pretty significant. But wherever possible, the more you can leave in your HSA, the more it can grow, the more it grows, the more you can be assured that in retirement, that that top concern of medical expenses, the more that concern is going to be alleviated. So hope that was helpful. That's all I have for today with health savings accounts. If you have any other questions about health savings accounts or anything else, let me know. Submit a question through the readyforretirement.co webpage, which you can find at readyforretirement.co. And there's a, there's a section there that called submit your question. So if you have any questions about this episode or anything else you'd like to hear, please reach out and let me know. We'd be happy to, to respond. Other than that, thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to episode number 24 of the Ready for Retirement podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know by leaving a five-star review. And if you'd like to find an outline or the show notes from today's episode, you can do so at the Ready for Retirement website, which is readyforretirement.co. That's readyforretirement.co. If you have a question that you'd like for me to answer on a future episode, then go to the Ready for Retirement website. Again, that's readyforretirement.co. There'll be a section there where you can submit your own question that I'll answer in a future episode. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Hey, everyone. It's me again for the disclaimer. Please be smart about this. Before doing anything, please be sure to consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It is for informational purposes only.